Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's up, everybody? We are back. Game Nights has finished. That means it's time for the round table in front of us. And we're going to be discussing Game Nights at Zendikar Rising. Of course, we're joined by one of the players this time around. It is D, uh, at Cerberus Arms on Twitter. What's up, guys? Unfortunately, Caroline could not make it today. But if you want to check her stuff out, she's at Jacuzzi Tubs. So make sure to send her some love as well. It was great having both of you on the show. Thanks. It was great being on. Sad Carolyn's not here. She's hilarious. I, while watching the episode, I just remembered how funny she was. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She was great. You guys had quite a slugfest there at the end. <laughs> it was quite a nail biter. Yeah. It was one of our closer episodes ever, I'd say, as far as like not knowing who's going to win going into that final turn. It like, could have gone either way, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, top decking for the last card is pretty Both intense. players. And she went, drew like eight cards. We can talk more it's about like, She later. stays alive. You stay alive. Yeah. She stays alive. You finally won. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, there's going to be spoilers in this episode since uh, I'm saying that after I just spoiled the episode. But if you're watching the round table and you haven't watched the regular episode, it's kind of your fault. So I don't feel that bad. Um, wanted to say something really quick here. If like D and Carolyn, you want to be on an episode of Game Nights, well, guess what? Now's your chance. We are doing auditions to be on Game Nights. We've done two fan episodes in the past. We're planning to do a third fan episode sometime, hopefully in 2021, pandemic willing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we don't know the timing on it exactly, but we are taking the audition submissions now. We're going to choose the winner over the course of a couple of months because we're going to get hundreds and hundreds of these. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of the info, if you want to audition to be on Game Nights, you want to come to Los Angeles, you want to sit across the table from Jimmy and I, show the world your commander skills... Info in the show notes. There's a link. It'll have all the rules and restrictions and all that. Yep. Uh, and of course, make sure you do it soon. There is a cutoff point as well, and that's coming up soon. Okay, so the goal of the of the roundtable episodes is, of course, there are so many comments on the episode. There's so much that happens between the filming of it, the editing of it, and then the final presentation to you all that, of course, we've got questions, we've got most commented comments, and we've received them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc., email as well. So, of course, if you want your comment to eventually show up on one of these episodes, maybe with those little bubble pop noises that whoop, you know, they always use. <laughs> we don't do the noises, but yeah. Okay, okay. You can do it yourself. Uh, make sure you watch and comment on the Game Nights videos in the first 24 hours because we tend to record these pretty soon afterwards. Yeah, we need to record the roundtable right away. So we take about a day, gather the comments, and say, okay, here's, here's the talking points. So if you want to see your name 
on the episode, a future roundtable episode, first 24 hours is the best chance to do that. Um, we already did the spoiler warning, but spoiler alert, there's no way to do this without talking about the episode in depth, so we <laughs> will be spoiling it. If you haven't seen the episode, pause, go watch it, come back. Okay. Yeah, what are you doing? Don't yeah. watch this yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, But also, don't feel bad if you see your comment pop up. Uh, we recognize that no one's dumb for having the questions, especially if it's a commonly asked questions. Josh, as an editor, this is actually really valuable feedback, right? Yeah, I would say that, you know, most of the time when people are, a lot of people are commenting on something, even if like technically the comments are incorrect, like they, they were like thinking something about the game that wasn't true. It's probably our fault from the production standpoint and that we didn't explain things correctly. So don't feel bad if we take your comment and go, actually, that's wrong. Here's why. <laughs> but we do like to clear things up just so that we're not misrepresenting the game, right? We don't want yeah. people to like watch game nights and be like, this is how it works for sure. And then, oh, gosh, oh whoops. <laughs> and, and we do get rules wrong sometimes. I mean, we're playing with new cards and, you know, obviously we make play mistakes as well. Um, and rules you know. changes also happen sometimes before recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's happened after. a couple times. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> the best was when the rules change happened and then when we recorded, we made the mistake that was now no longer longer a mistake yeah because the rules change actually <laughs> helped us that happens too okay let's talk speaking of rules about the rules based uh questions or 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 confusion going on so um the first one is about a kiri's ability and can you draw more than one card off of a kiri a lot of people were like hey josh you're drawing too many cards uh let's let, we have a clip a here common complaint yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was me. my complaint of the game too <laughs> yeah i was yeah. tired of everyone drawing cards um all right let's play the clip all right, then I'll go to combat, and I have to swing at two players because of Akiri, and I'm going to swing Akiri at D and Relic Seeker at Jimmy. And Akiri, I draw for each player I'm attacking with an equipped creature, which is two, so I'll draw two. Gross. Yeah, very gross. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you want to read yes. Akiri, Jimmy? Okay, so the main text on Akiri that makes a difference here is whenever you attack a player with one or more equipped creatures, draw a card. And I can see why this is a little confusing because it says you attack a player with one or more equipped creatures. One or more, you're attacking with a lot of creatures. That's only one card. Well, it's whenever you attack a player, a player, right? So if I attacked D and Josh with two creatures both equipped, they're both going to trigger separately. And boom, two cards. Yeah, you trigger for each player you're attacking, which uh, informs some of the attacking decisions I made at certain points in the game in Mm -hmm. that... Well, I want to draw an extra card, so I'm going to split my attack. Which is why, yeah, you didn't just, like, focus in on me, which is everyone seems very adamant on that you should have focused in on me but josh wanted to draw cards yeah we, we can't blame him he's yeah. in boros what is he we, supposed to do we will definitely discuss that yeah. moment a little bit later on because you're right a lot of people brought it up um all right the next sort of confusion was surrounding the party mechanic and specifically the pack beast mm-hmm. that uh mm-hmm. carolyn plays so again we have a clip let's play that clip and then i'll play a stonework pack beast Oh, this is interesting. Carolyn now has three of her four party members because the Stonework Pack Beast can count for one of any of them. Assembling the party might actually be a little easier than I thought it was going to be. Party on. (laughs) So a lot of people were like, wait a minute. The Pack Beast says that it's all of the tribes that you need for a party, so she should just have a full party with that one creature and her nimble trap finder should be turned on and she should be drawing cards and... Yeah, I think common sense hopefully would kick in and be like, would they really design a card? That'd be the most expensive card in the set. (laughs) (laughs) If that was the case. Here's the thing about the party mechanic is each creature on your battlefield can only count for one creature in the party. So you Mm -hmm. cannot have a full party without having at least four creatures. Because even if something is a changeling where it would be warrior, cleric, rogue, and wizard, it would only be able to fill one of your 
party slots, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Stonework Pack Beast doesn't say this on the card, so I can see why people are confused, because the way that rules text works is if there's not enough space on the card to explain what a party is, you just don't see it. So you read Stonework Pack Beast, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a changeling for all four things. Just one. Can only count for one. Yeah, but, but if, if you, you had four of them, you could true. do it. Yeah. Perfect. Or a Pack yeah, Beast. Yeah. And actually, there were some comments asking, like, um, well, she didn't have a wizard. The Pack Beast was filling in for the wizard role. She had a warrior, cleric, and a rogue. Right. It's right. why Pack Beast is so good, right? If you have a warrior and a cleric and a Pack Beast, now you can either draw a wizard or a rogue and play it, and the Pack Beast will just fill into whatever slot isn't yeah. taken. Yeah. And I think they're all in the art, too. They're sort of falling behind the Pack Beast. It's holding other gear. It just kind of fills in the spot you need. You know, they're just like, hey, you know, we don't have this warrior. This thing will be the warrior for our group. The guy it's, pops out the pop. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll, like, I'll, all right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> All right, um, the next rules question was about Shevel. A lot of people saying, well, wow, Carolyn missed a lot of triggers and abilities to put bounty counters onto stuff. Um, well, let's show the clip here. On my upkeep, Shevel will trigger. I will put a bounty counter on the benevolent bodyguard. Every job has a price. Oh, all right. Shevel voiced by... Uh, Command Zone editor Manson Lung, by the way. Oh, that's who did it? Yeah, because we were like, who has a deep voice? I was and wondering. Like, that's just, a cool voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manson just has a deep voice. Wow. He's not a big dude, but he's got this like really <laughs> deep voice. He could be a good trailer VO guy in a world. <laughs> in a world, yeah. Uh, Shevel, of course, says at the beginning of your upkeep, if your opponent's in control, no permanence with bounty counters on them. You put a bounty counter on target creature or planeswalker. Actually, we will probably mention this later, but this this bounty counter did make a difference because if that creature Huge dies, difference. life gets gained in that sort of last little standoff that we had in the game. But the important part is that it checks and says, well, do your opponents control any permanents with bounty counters on them? If the answer is yes, Shovel doesn't do anything yeah. there. It only says, oh, if there are none, I'll put a bounty counter on something. But Shovel doesn't take two jobs at once. Yeah. But that would be broken. Yeah. <laughs> he could just put bounty counters on everything. I think on the day, we actually were like, wait, shouldn't it? Trigger. Yeah, I think then, we did. Then we read it. We're like, nope, oh, you only get one. one. Yeah. 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 So, uh, which is a sigh of relief probably for you at that point, D. Yeah. That that came in handy. That was a, a really clutch move. Like, we might talk about it later, but when I when I basically reanimated that, uh, that bodyguard, that guy, yeah. that little bodyguard, that little the one, one. bodyguard that could. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, from an edit, from a gameplay standpoint, it definitely made it really confusing because there's all these points where you had to go through all the possible blocks and everything and then wait mm -hmm. but what if he sacks the bodyguard and they're like yeah. okay this will happen but she'll gain three life and now yeah. the map is all okay. yeah people kept saying they're yeah. like why don't you just sack the bodyguard to give your nighthawk protection yeah. from blue so the treachery the agent of treachery couldn't get it but it's like you don't understand because if i did that then i'd be down a blocker life. she'd gain three life i'd never no longer have lethal too. yeah and she draws a card which was like my biggest fear is people drawing cards <laughs> which you guys just kept doing you wouldn't stop you have nightmares about that can't i guess stop. we all can't stop one won't stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there is another question about plant damage, but in this case, it was my 8-9 that attacked Carolyn. It actually uh, involves the Benevolent Bodyguard. With again. the Benevolent Bodyguard before D took it over, yeah. The VIP. Uh, and so she sacks the Bodyguard to give Shevel Pro Green, and we're, people are asking, why does she still take 8 damage in this case? So yeah. Should we let's, roll the clip? Yeah, let's roll the clip. I'm going to go to combat. Carolyn, I will swing my commander a 8-9 as well as a 4-5 at you. Oh geez. I'll block Phylath with Shevel and I'll block the bigger plant with the bodyguard. Okay. Before damage, I will sack the bodyguard to give Shevel protection from green. Uh oh. 
Okay, I admit I just completely forgot that Shovel has Death Touch, which means if it's blocking my commander, my commander's gonna go bye-bye. So I guess good thing I cast that greater good before combat, I can at least get some value out of it before it dies to the Death Touch. Okay, well, considering you did that, I will then tap three mana, and I'm going to play Roiling Regrowth. So sacrifice a forest. I'm gonna find two forests and put them onto the battlefield tapped. Uh, that's going to give me two more landfall triggers. So I'm gonna target this plant and that plant with the four plus one plus one counters. So this will go up to an eight, nine, and so will this one. And then before damage is assigned, I'm going to sacrifice my commander to the greater good to draw five cards and then I'll discard three. Ugh. So I will discard a Nissa, Voice of Zendikar, Bloom Hulk, and a Soul Ring. Wow. And still in combat. Okay, so now damage? Yeah. I'll take eight and go down to 20. Okay. Okay, so you can see Jimmy is attacking um, Carolyn with Phylath, an 8-9, and a 4-5 plant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she blocks with the two creatures. She blocks the two biggest creatures, of course, because nothing's got trample. Then she sacks the Benevolent Bodyguard, gives Shovel protection from green, so it's going to live. And then a little bit later, she gets hit by an 8-9 plant... And everyone's like, wait, no, the plant was blocked by the Benevolent Bodyguard, so it shouldn't have hit her. And this is our fault, editing-wise, we just didn't make this clear. In the interim, because Jimmy was like, oh, Phyleth is going to die, right. I'm going to cast, I think it was Roiling Regrowth and some other stuff, and manage to put four more counters onto the unblocked 4-5. Right. Mm -hmm. So when the 8-9 hits her later, it's actually that 4-5 that was unblocked. But it's a little confusing because it looks the same, obviously. It's just a plant. And they have all the same power and toughness, too. Yeah, so it, 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 we weren't incorrect. It's not like we dealt damage that shouldn't have been dealt, but we didn't explain that very well, that that was the unblocked plant and not the 8-9 that the Benevolent Bodyguard blocked. Yeah, I will say that was probably a misplay on my part as well, just to throw away, because I didn't realize Shovel had Death Touch. Right, you're just thinking about the bounty counters and just that Just thinking thing. about the bounty counters. Yeah, and you even that said that in the episode. When yeah. you're like, when you realize that Death Touch, you're like, oh... Oh, well, okay. Okay, yeah. well, in that case, I'm going to draw a million cards off greater good. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah, that was that part wasn't so bad. Yeah. Right, D? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only person who didn't draw cards the whole game. It's well, still yeah, one, so until bad. Until it mattered. Until, until it mattered, it mattered yeah, the yeah. one card. Okay. And Liliana. Um, all right, let's talk about the next section. <laughs> it's not my favorite name for a section. It's JLK misplays. <laughs> At least it rhymes. Yeah. I, d I definitely made a, a number of misplays, and I was called out for it in this episode. So let's just go through them real quick. A couple of them are easy. Two of them are just straight-up mistakes. So a lot of people noticed that I tapped a red mana to cast SRAM. And then I'm going to tap two, and I'll play a Mindstone. <laughs> and then I'll tap two, and I'll play a SRAM, Senior Edificer. Yeah, so that's not legal. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? Obviously, my head was just saying it's two mana. I have two mana. I'll tap it. Yeah. And I had a plateau in the Shockland that I just tapped for the Mindstone. So I, we could have rewound and I just, you know, reordered something. Yeah, yeah reordered yeah. it and made it work. So it wasn't a huge mistake. Obviously, it's a little cheating. Also, on my none part. of us noticed it. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, well, I think in a regular game of Commander where nothing's online, we said, hold on, can I just yeah. replay the Mindstone and leave the one white untapped mm -hmm. so I yeah. can do this? So like you have the mana to yeah. do it. It's not like. Yeah, it would have been different if it in. was like you're fetching and getting a wrong land. Yeah, like, correct. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> that was the most egregious misplay we've oh, ever man. had in the game. <laughs> the we all just sat there being like, "What value?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, my second misplay slash mistake was in sequencing with um, the cat tokens and the one one counters off of Felidar Retreat. So let's play that clip. So I'm going to then play the Scalding Tarn out of my graveyard using the Crucible of Worlds. <laughs> That's bad. Trigger Felidar Retreat. 
I'm gonna choose a second option. So I'm gonna give a plus one plus one counter to each of my creatures and then get Vigilance. So Kiri's now a 6-6 six, six, and Relic Seeker goes to a 5-5. Five, five. Mm-mm, that's not good, that's not good. Then I'm going to crack the Scalding Tarn, going down to 19, and I will go find a mountain, put that into play, untapped. Landfall trigger, Felidar retreat. <sighs> and this time I'll make the 2-2 Cat Beast. And that will come into play. So obviously you would want to make the token first and then put the counters on stuff, right? I made vigilance. the, yeah, I put the counters to give vigilance and then made the token. So here's the thing. I had three landfall triggers that turn. I obviously wanted to give vigilance to my creatures so they could still block. Cause that sort of see feast and famine is like so good against D and Jimmy specifically yeah. that I want my things untapped. Um, so I could have had one more power on the board, basically make the cat first, then put the vigilance counter on and the cat would be a three, three. The third trigger from landfall was a sort of the animist, which I could not control when it happens. Yeah. So I couldn't put the one, one counter at that point because they would already be tapped from attacking and they wouldn't have the vigilance. So I really was down one power, basically the rest of the game, not a huge mistake, but definitely a sequencing error on my part. Uh, We'll say that in your defense, I don't think anyone, including yourself, realized what a card Felidar Retreat would be. Yeah. That card is insane. Yeah, <laughs> that card is really good. Yeah. yeah, that was our first time playing with that card, obviously, because it's a new set. And I just put it in because I was like, well, this will be good because it gives me creatures I can equip stuff to if mm-hmm. they kill all my creatures. Yep. And it's not a creature itself, so that if they board wipe, at least I can like play a land, get a creature, equip my stuff to it, and still keep going. Yeah. Yeah. But- not, not only did it just like completely set you off but also completely stop my plan of like casting oh, Liliana, Liliana and making yeah. you sack your two creatures yeah just having fodder right yeah and then on top of that that card just had so much value for that one card it's insane especially in your deck that is abusing crucible worlds and fetch lands oh, yeah. so you're getting all of those triggers perfect setup all right, and then let's talk about, and, and D, you talked about this a little earlier, you alluded it to, this is the most commented thing in all the comments mm-hmm. which is why it's Josh, why didn't you just swing at D and kill him? You were looking for a removal for the flyers. Why didn't you just go with the Mel Lee strategy of have player removal? Mm. Let's play the clip here. Okay, so I'm going to swing a Kiri and a Cat at you, Carolyn. And then Relic Seeker at UD, Cat and Sram at Liliana. On attack, I've got three triggers. Sword of the Animist will find a Plains. So that will come into play. Felidar Retreat will trigger again. So all my creatures are actually plus one, plus one what they were before. I'm not even worried here about the amount of damage I'm dealing or anything like that. I'm really just worried, do I draw something that kills a flyer? Uh, And then Akiri will trigger for the two creatures that are equipped attacking different players. So I'll draw two cards. So I draw my cards, one, two, and nothing. Nothing that saves me. No removal spell. So yeah, D, you're at 34 there. And I believe by the time I swing, I have like 37 power. Wow. Um, here's the thing. I missed it, obviously. Uh, I remember actually thinking about it and being like, can I kill D? And adding up my power in is 32 power. And my brain didn't count the sort of the animist landfall trigger that was going to happen during combat. Yeah, right. me too. Yeah, so I went to, so I was like, my brain goes, okay, well, I can't kill D. Mm-hmm. So if I can't kill him, if I leave him at two, that doesn't help me a lot. And you leave yourself open. I'm still going to die. They're not going to kill him because they want his flyers to kill me. Mm -hmm. So I'm still going to die. So, and that draws me one less card because I would have to point everything at D and that includes both of my equipped creatures. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to split my attacks because I want to draw that extra card because I want to draw removal for the flyers. So every card Mm -hmm. counts. Yeah. So then once I'm splitting my attack, I was like, well, it doesn't like, is it really great if I hit D down to like 
12 or 13. So I was like, oh, I'll just kill Lily, split my attacks, spread the love a little bit here, hope I draw removal, and then, you know, we'll continue with this game. And so, yeah, I just forgot about the Sword of the Animus trigger that was going to happen during combat. And then that happens, and I'm like, oh, crap. I could have killed D. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do now, though? Hold on, wait. Can I just reorder my attacks now? No, I'm already <laughs> in combat. So I was just like, okay, so that's how it happens. And I, you know. Yeah, that was the honorable thing to do. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, Josh can almost kill me. Because I didn't think of the sort of the Animus trigger e- either. And right. I was like, okay, so he's not going to do it. So I am free to fully swing out at him with these guys. Uh, but, but yeah, thank God we didn't realize that. <laughs> 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 All right, the next section is called With Friends Like These. Oh, boy. <laughs> So there's a lot of people talking in the comments saying that if they were UD, mm-hmm. basically they wouldn't have killed me, JLK, but uh, instead maybe tried to ally with me and get me to try and take out Jimmy and Carol. A lot of people are basically like angry on your behalf <laughs> that Carolyn was like, hey, let's form a party. Oh, yeah. Let's kill Josh. And then the she basically did two damage to me. Jimmy did absolutely nothing to help. And then you just did all the work. True. And even... Yeah. Thanks, D. Yeah, I mean, that's what And I'm actually, here for. even on that turn where I'm about to die, mm-hmm. like where I don't, like, I, for, I miss the lethal damage on board, I split my attack, I kill Liliana, hit you for a little bit, hit Carolyn. Mm-hmm. On her next turn, she looks and goes, I don't even need to hit Josh at all. Yep. And swings at you and Jimmy and does a bunch of damage to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't really think about it too much at the point because I knew I was like, you know, there's not much they can do. Like, cause you had such you have massive board state and right. I was the, basically the only one who could do damage to you. So I didn't really think about it, but the fact that she did attack me afterwards, <laughs> yeah, I was she, just like, okay, sus. I mean, it's very sus. Nice <laughs> two damage you did to Josh there. Uh, I guess I'll do all the work. Uh, yeah. Well, let's play the clip really quick. Then I'm going to attack D with Tazri, the Stonework Pack Beast, and Reese. Wow. The whole party is partying. Well, I don't have anything to block, so I begrudgingly take seven. And I'll go to 18. So it kind of seems at this point that Jimmy and Carolyn are 100% relying on me to take out Josh. So I think it's a little unfair because if they miscalculate this and Josh has an answer and lives, we're all dead. So I'm really hoping that they get their act together and help me out here. It seems like Josh is pretty much dead. Hopefully these flyers can finish him off next time. So I'm gonna turn my attention to these guys, my party members, sorry. I mean, the least she could have done is just not attack you, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, like you're least. helping me. I just, I can't hurt Josh, but I'll just not hurt you. But she's like, nah. <laughs> and also, what if Josh did draw a removal spell, right? You're yeah. still holding it close to the chest. That could, that two damage or something else, right? Could have made a big difference. You could just maybe swords your own person for mm-hmm. life. There could be a number of things that would have happened. Yeah, she, if she had, if she had done something to help us out a little bit more besides the assassin's trophy which was huge yeah, right because yeah. if she didn't assassin's trophy that then you know who knows what would have happened um so i think i kind of give her a pass because of that play but uh but yeah i don't trust carolyn don't team up with her <laughs> she's not a good party member yeah yeah she yeah. she the one that forms the party cannot be trusted yeah at least apparently. jimmy didn't attack me okay so yeah, jimmy it, and i, I can still party. i was just like all right another free turn to develop my board jimmy wong loves this yeah <laughs> did you consider at any time like trying to make some overtures to, to to me to be like hey maybe we should team up and you can kill jimmy and carolyn so as soon as you said you're you're basically alluding to the fact that you would kill yourself with your ancient tomb i was like i was like oh you know that's that's pretty cool that Josh would do this and like maybe maybe I should do this but you were such a threat the entire game <laughs> I was like 
he could just immediately win out of right, nowhere. Right. Too dangerous. Right. And I can't let him live because he's just going to kill all of us. Right. It's uh, like, yeah, we're teammates for one round. And then the next time you look at him, he's just ready to stab you in the back. You're yeah. like, no! <laughs> yeah. And all it takes is for me to like draw to Fairy's protection or something. Exactly. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like. Or yeah. another way to get the artifact back or something. Yeah, yeah. there's probably so many ways in your deck. So I was like, I can't risk it. And at the same time, uh, I'm a, I keep my promises and I am a good party member. So <laughs> Hey, it worked out for you in the end. That's true. It did. Carolyn, I, I think also Carolyn knew she was like, D is going to take out Josh with the Flyers. So I'm just going to get free damage in while I can. I mean, a very savvy play on her part yeah. because she yeah. didn't actually make any promises not right. to attack. Right. She said, right? she said hey, party. do you guys want to team up to kill Josh? And everyone's like, yeah. And then she's like, okay. But there was no deal made about what that entailed. Exactly. Now I think of it, that was a bad deal. It's interesting because had you teamed up with Josh, let's say you did and you took out me and uh, Carolyn and then Josh had turned around and kill you, people would be like, why did you team up with Josh? Yeah, you should right. have teamed up with them. It's always, right. you know, it's 2020. High There's side. no winning. Yeah, there ain't yeah. no winning. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about, including potential regrets that maybe Jimmy has. A lot. Uh, but before we get into Oh, that. we're talking about the game? Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> no, just For sure. Life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the game. <laughs> All right, but before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back uh, talking about, obviously, Game Night's Zendikar Rising. And this next one involves me. It's called Fling Regrets. By the way, I will say a lot of amazing animations this episode. However, I think the Fling one was my favorite. Because it's just <laughs> the simplest, and it just gets... It's exactly what the card yeah. does. Like, yeah, and it moves actually, in three-dimensional. Just... We actually finished that maybe, like... I don't know, less than 12 hours before the episode came wow, out. Wow. Like, you know, it was like one of the last ones we finished. We're here at like 11 o'clock at yeah. night, the, the night before. And we're like, yep, that's it. We had the idea that that's what we wanted to do. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when you have it and you're like, yeah, we can do that. It's going to be pretty easy. You just kind of put it to the end. So, yeah. Well, let's play the clip of when it happens. I'm going to tap another two. I'm going to cast Fling. I'm going to sacrifice my plant token. 
Oh no. Flanken hit a player. I'm a player. So in this moment, I'm thinking that Jimmy's gonna fling this at my face. Here's the thing. I could just fire this damage at Carolyn and finish her off, but looking at the board, D has a 4-4 flyer, and I think Carolyn's a huge threat against him in a 1v1, so I'm hoping that D spends a little bit of his turn getting rid of her, and that's gonna give me the perfect opportunity to finish it off the next turn. Okay. I'm gonna sacrifice my plant token and send 16 damage at D. Yeah! Wow. Okay, I take 16. Go to eight. And there are a lot of comments, obviously, about my use of fling here because I chose not to kill Carolyn. And there was a number of reasons why I wanted to do this. One, Carolyn was at a low life total and throwing 16 damage at someone at a low when life total. When they're at four, yeah. When they're at four, wasting I just, 12 damage. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, as a red player, that's just a, it's like a moral quandary for me to do that. <laughs> so instead, I chucked the damage at D because I was under the assumption, and I say this in the interview as well, that D has the perfect opportunity to take Carolyn out. And to me, I'm like, okay, my board looks really weak. Greater good is gone. All my key pieces are out. I may have a lot of mana, but other than that, you know, D still has a flying vampire army and looking at Carolyn's board, building up all the cards she's drawing. Surely he's going to want to take her out, give me another turn, and then we're back in the business. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, I also am holding the best six cards in my deck at that point. Yeah, you'd drawn like, what, 20 cards of greater good and yeah. chose the best ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that to me was like, cool. I think this is a good play. D, D takes me out here. It wouldn't make sense because he's just clearly ignoring the real threat on the board and he just recognized that josh was the threat beforehand and that's what i think is really interesting because d was just in a similar situation and you saw him react in exactly the way you want to right yeah. he killed me mm -hmm. but in this instance d decides to actually take the other road the road that some people thought you should have taken with me right and team up with carolyn to kill you who he sees as the greater threat do you want to walk yeah. through that a little d yeah i mean did, I, you, did you consider taking carolyn out there I was not afraid of Carolyn at the point. I knew Jimmy just drew a grip of cards, and he had probably, like he said, the best cards in his deck at, in his at hand. Least, at least the, the top 20. Right? Yeah, and Plus I was like, if it hits Jimmy's turn, he has so much mana. Uh, there's not really much I'm going to be able to do about it. And I knew, I was like, Carolyn's at four. I can take her out at any time. It's not a problem. Uh, so uh, she wasn't a threat, and you were definitely a threat. Like She hadn't drawn a lot of cards at that point. She did later. Uh, but maybe it yeah, was my mistake were... to play the Mage Slayer is another thing I was thinking because that on board I'm just says nasty. someone's gonna die, right? That's what that card. Yeah, says. that's another thing. You you well with huge... Xenagos, right? Yeah, so any yeah. big creature, even just that your commander, nasty. which you know, mm -hmm. if he assumes somehow amazingly you don't have a huge creature in your hand after mm -hmm. all the even Phylath comes out becomes ten power swings does ten damage right away. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people questioning the timing on the fling. Did you consider holding on to it because that was kind of put him so low? Yeah. Maybe if he was still at. I don't remember, 20-something, mm. he would have been more willing it would have been to kill Carolyn yeah. and then think, like, Jimmy can't, at least Jimmy probably can't kill me. Yeah, you know, that's actually a really good point. And for me, again, I was just looking at all that damage on the board and how much I could do in one, I was like, <laughs> I this do it. sweet yeah. Christmas land. I just did, like, 32 <laughs> damage in a single turn. Well, you'd so. have to do it on that turn. Right, well, Xenagos because of the buff. Yeah. Had so I not, it would have been much would have less, but way I could less have damage. waited maybe. But just I think to be I, less scary. Just to be less scary, yeah. Maybe not make you as angry, right? Because that, uh, doing that clearly irked. No, I respect what you did. Well, you oh, also thanks. go for the big play, <laughs> the big damage. Yeah. It's interesting because you all, yeah. It's, you know, that's very Jimmy to just be like, whatever, I can do a big 
explosive thing. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, like, kind of like yeah. it was clay mat, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, maybe strategically I should hold this and wait for a better timing, but I can do more right now. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a green-red a... player for yeah. me. Right yeah, that's, that's me in a, in a harp in a, in a nutshell. I think the camera is definitely playing to that because I do that way more on the show than I oh, do in a normal <laughs> yeah. game, too. Or it's like, well, whatever. I could be dead by the time it gets to me, so I can do this now and show what my deck can do. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to do it when you get the chance. I feel like Craig does that, too. Maybe just playing Gruul brings it out in you. Craig does that in regular games. Craig <laughs> don't care if the camera's on or not. That's, that's how he true, plays. That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the next thing. So at this point in the game, Jimmy gets knocked out, and there's this well, there's this little throwaway line that's in the episode where Carolyn says, um, "You know, there's a lot of math." In fact, we've got a clip. Let's play the clip. Untap my million billion permanence, and then I will draw a card. Okay. Can you kill him this turn? Can I kill damage. Him this you have a lot of damage. He has five blockers. I know my board looks full and I have a ton of creatures, but they're all really little creatures. So I'm counting up my stuff and how many blockers D has. Also having to factor in that some of his stuff has lifelink. It's a lot of math, but I don't think I can kill him this turn. So the funny thing is here is on the day of shooting, we get down to 1v1 between D and Carolyn. And I think that rest of that game takes like five or six minutes in the episode, mm-hmm. right? It's not With very real long. life. There was about an hour of raw footage from that point in the game to the end because it was so complicated because you were both at a low life total. So any little mess misstep mm-hmm. was going to mean that people were going to lose. And there was so much like... You guys were going back. There's and forth. interaction. Yeah, there was like life link on my board, and then there was like the bounty counter, bounty on, the, counter. on the bodyguard, yep. which would gain her life. And like she was always like just at the range of lethal. Uh, it was super complicated. Spoilers, I, I Venture like, gained her life as well. There's yeah. like so many things that happened. And, then, I mean, and she had a lot of creatures, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Your life link was like there. She does. There's that uh, attack, and some people were kind of questioning, being like, at the end of the attack, I think you're low enough that it looks as if she could have attacked with all her creatures and killed you, but. It, what happens is you decline to block with a couple of your creatures so they don't die, so you have them to swing in because you know you're not in danger of dying yourself. Yep. If you had been forced to block with the lifelink creature, then all of a sudden it would change everything, all the math around. And basically the way it came out is like if she swung all out, you would for sure win because you would mm-hmm. survive with enough creatures and she yeah. would have no blockers, you know. Yeah. And so... It got super, super complicated. I just remember on the day, we were just like, yep. everyone was like, oh my God, <laughs> just I don't know what head. anybody should do. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're just like, okay, if he does all this and attacks all that, like, what would happen? Yeah. And, and then, and then like, also my graveyard's gone, so your lifelinker is smaller than it was yes, a second ago, too. Yes. So there's all these small things that, you know, had we so walked through factors. it, it would have been quite a bore, I think, for viewers, because it's just talking about theoretical numbers and, like, you can't really see what's happening. Mm-hmm. That was the most... That was one of the most complex endings of any Commander game I've played, and it uh, all came down it to took the last so part. long. Yeah, and it I mean, ended up literal being a literal top hour for what ends up being on screen, like five minutes or so, or maybe even less. Um, big props to Jake Boss and uh, Josh Murphy, who are the editors on the show, because I think watching it. It's not complicated at all, oh, yeah. and it mm-hmm. just plays. And that's a testament to how well they told the story. In that, it just. You have no clue at all how mm-hmm. complicated it is. It's just everything makes sense and it gets to the end and it works. Um, so big props to those guys. During the filming, I was like, they're gonna have to do so much editing in this part to <laughs> cut out all cut this dead time yeah. where we're just like, what do we do? <laughs> I'm glad they included my favorite screen grab of the whole episode. I think Carolyn's 
casts the spoils of adventure and then you just watch her draw those cards and your eyes just oh my god it's like you're watching a, your child get born or something yeah, you're I just was like so i can't st- believe it you're like whoa <laughs> i was so jealous uh, yeah i would have been jealous too i was looking i was like wow i wanted to be in the game i wanted to be drawing all those <laughs> yeah, cards those are my cards <laughs> like, yeah i was so blue. <laughs> i was so scared every time she drew a new card i was like oh my god if she draws one removal spell i'm done Oh, well, here's, we should say this. I think if she was here, maybe she would mention it. Um, one of the cards she did draw at the end there was a removal spell. Mm, really? But it was Anguished Unmaking. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking Which about that, does too. three damage to her. Mm-hmm. So that actually made the math even more complicated. Wow. So if you'll see, going into D's last turn, she actually leaves up some mana, enough mana to cast Anguish Unmaking. And looking at her hand going into your last turn, I was pretty confident that there wasn't a great way out of this because of anguish and making worst case scenario she can kill anything super mm-hmm. super scary she was at seven she'd go down to four but she'd kill one of the flyers like and yeah. block and still make it and then crack back yeah i mean you end up drawing gray merchant and, or drawing siphon mind and then gray merchant mm-hmm. kind of nuts Just there yeah pretty yeah. nuts like i was like i'm nothing feels so bad than siphon mining one player yeah <laughs> but then it leading to the card you need uh it's yeah, but if you wow. look on that last turn, there's no way for Anguish and Making to kind of get her mm-hmm. out of it. And that was another part where you like played it. It's on the stack. And Carolyn's like, can I save myself somehow? And I'm looking around and be like, yeah, you could. Nope. No, you no, The three no. damage. Dang yeah. it. No, yeah. There's just no yeah. way out of it because of that card. And I think if she even she did it to the Benevolent Bodyguard, it's an exile effect. So she doesn't get the shovel trigger either. Right? The so there's yeah, just like so there's all no sorts of little things that, could, yeah. that didn't happen. Oops, and right. it could have potentially made my Nighthawk stronger too. Right. By like putting it, an instant in the graveyard. That like another creature would be dead. It's like. It's just so much math. 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 All right, so let's talk about the very last play of the game. So you, you draw Grey Merchant of Asphodel, and mm-hmm. you play it. In fact, let's play the clip. Ooh. So now what happens? That's pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to sack Yeheni, as weird as it sounds, to Phyrexian Altar for a black mana, and then I'm going to tap four more to play Gary. So my current devotion to black is six, which means you take six and I gain six. Okay, I'll go up to 11. So here we are where we were two turns ago. He's got two flyers, I've only got one. This is it, this is bad, this is the end. And then I'm gonna declare attacks and I'm gonna swing at you with both Drana and Nighthawk. So it, Love that card. it brings Carolyn down Great to card. one life there, and she's only got one flyer. You've got two flyers. We say it over and over in the episode just to make mm-hmm. sure everybody knows that situation. But there was a lot of people that uh, pointed out or thought, you know, a, a maybe a better or cleaner way to sort of make sure that you win this game is to sack the Grey Merchant to Phyrexian Altar. Mm-hmm. It goes to the graveyard, then you attack, and Drana brings the Grey Merchant back on the yeah. battlefield for another six damage. That would have been the better play. You're right. Uh, everyone in the comments was right about that. No, they're wrong. They're wrong. Really? They're wrong. Here's yeah, why. Yeah, you had to sacrifice other things to be in your graveyard, right? Well, because Drana allows your opponent to choose a non-legendary creature oh, in yeah, your graveyard. Oh, yeah, Priest was in the no graveyard. Priest of Obli- oh, right. Oblivion was in the graveyard. So Grey Merchant would not have come back out. So there's no way she's choosing the card uh, no that's going to just her. made the perfect play. Yeah. It's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> just perfect at magic. Just Always make shoulders. the best plays. It's yeah. all good. He totally knew that, and that's yeah. why he didn't do it. Totally knew exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that card is the best. <laughs> Gary, he looks like, he's such a nice-looking guy, too. So like I always yeah, like playing him. He's just having a good time. Yeah, Mono Black is definitely my favorite. 
favorite commander color to play, which is weird, but yeah, uh, very surprising. Yeah, <laughs> well, not. I mean, you do <laughs> totally have, weird. Totally yeah, weird. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, we're gonna, I have a white shirt on. Maybe you have um, your face on the vampire. We should show that card. Yeah, by the way, what yeah. is it called again? Oh, so I wanted to mention this. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah okay. Let's talk about yeah. the vampire card that so, is you. So basically, when I vampire tutored, I had three choices in my head. I was like, I'm either gonna get crypt gassed because uh, the man is always good to have. I was going to get Liliana because I needed the card draw I really desperately. Or I was going to get my own card, Vengeant Vampire, which is uh, is a rare from M19. It's like from one of those uh, like... You're uh, looking at it on screen right now if you're watching the YouTube video. Yeah. And if you, if you look those, at it, in yeah. fact, just smile at this camera right here. Or wait, make the... the, the there you go. There you go. Yeah. That's it right there. <laughs> that was the po Look, it looks just like D. Yeah. Why? Why does it look uh, like you, D? Because um, Cause it the, is him. It is, it is him. The very talented artist, Mitchell Malloy, uh, he contacted me and was like, Wizard wants more Asian vampires. Uh, would you like to model for it? And I was like, heck yeah, I'd like to model for it. So uh, And you love vampires. And I love here. vampires. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually a really good card, and it works great in this deck. So right. I regret not vampiric tutoring for that because because you could have played yourself on game nights. I know. I, I trust me. Like for two nights after game nights, I couldn't sleep. I was like, why didn't I pick that card? Why didn't I do that? Uh, because not only would it have been really cool to play my own card, but the card it would actually have would have been good in that. Really good. Yeah, yeah it would have had life four four life link, and then when it dies, I could target destroy a creature, get it back from the graveyard, sack it again if I need to at instant speed. It synergized so well with Drana. Um, I just I picked Liliana because at the time Josh had two really scary creatures on board. Right. Basically, everyone had two creatures on board, and I was like, "Boom! I'm gonna play this, make everyone sack." But I was one turn behind because by the time I could do it, Josh oh, already right. made all these cats. Man, yeah, Bellador retreat, cool cats. Okay, can I ask you a question? <laughs> sure. What's the artist's name? Mitchell Malloy. Okay, can you give Mitchell our number? <laughs> Oh yeah, more Asian vampires. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to We're, be a black, it's like the brotherhood. Oh, but you have to be a mono black vampire, though. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. I totally could be a mono okay. Black hell yeah, vampire. yeah, yeah. We're black right now. Dude, me too. Oh, We're <laughs> ready. Let's do it. Yeah, we we cosplay. I'll give him a call. Role. I'll give him a call. Yeah, thanks, Mitchell. All right, so that was the end of the game. Obviously, congratulations, D. Very nice winner job. of the game. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some things after the game. First question I wanted to ask you both was, you know, now that we played the decks and things. Um, is there anything you would change about your deck? Maybe, I know a lot of people, they get inspiration from game nights for decks mm -hmm. they want to build and stuff. So having played it, having gone through the, you know, all of that, is there anything about the deck that you're, you were thinking like, okay, if I could do it again, I would maybe change these things about it. I definitely need earlier interaction because I realize when you watch the game, I'm like Signet on two, doing a ramp thing, building stuff out, playing my commander, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And so I think just having something else to do in those early turns, a creature even to block, because again, like imagine if you weren't able to swing in with your renowned creature. Yeah. That would have been a big, big difference. I don't if get I had, the sort of feast of famine. You don't get the sort of feast totally famine. Yeah, game, yeah. yeah. And the game would have completely shifted there. So I think for me, like I have a tendency of building higher on the curve and Phyleth himself, it costs, or herself, or itself costs a decent amount of mana so i was like i just gotta ramp out to it and then focus on the land part of it as opposed to like maybe there are creatures that work and synergize with that as well as help protect me in those early turns maybe some plants i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah some plants. shrubbery or yeah, something more yeah. creeper vines my yeah. favorite my favorite <laughs> yeah. little shrubbery in there how about you d uh yeah i mean i wish i put a little more mill in my deck i had a bunch of sack outlets i think i had like six or seven sack outlets outlets in my and deck you got a couple of them out and, and, and i got a couple any... but my card draw was just not there so i was more relying on drawing creatures playing them sacking them and recurring them while uh i just without the card draw you can't really do that but mill kind of uh, replaces card draw in that sense so that you have this pool of creatures to draw from 
Uh, yeah, imagine if you mill yourself for eight to ten cards somewhere exactly. in that game. That's probably three or four creatures now that mm-hmm. you have to choose from when you whenever you attack with. Drama. Yeah, and I had some, I had some really nice creatures in there, like Kokusho and like Grave Titan stuff. Like it would have yeah. been really great. You got a weird idea of nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bunch yeah. of vampire. Yeah, exactly. Like I would have, I would have loved to draw those cards. Um, or so, like a buried alive or that sort of stuff too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I had Entomb and all these cards in there to put creatures in my graveyard. I just didn't draw them or any cards for that matter the entire game basically so yeah. a little more card draw maybe a little more mail definitely definitely more card draw definitely put way more card draw on your decks if you yeah. think you have enough card draw you don't i'm gonna say, I'd say that and monoblack, preaching think, that for years yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> monoblack definitely has the ability to ramp as well we yeah. had the cabal conference you discarded you mm-hmm. talked about yeah so in that case yeah card draw definitely does seem like the number one like gotta have it yeah yeah, I like my deck a lot. I don't. I wouldn't change much. I think a little more interaction. Although there is, if you look at the list, there's a decent amount of, uh, of interaction. I just didn't happen to draw it. I mean, that happens. Yeah, yeah. more Felidar retreats for sure. Oh man, yeah. that card was way better than I thought. <laughs> that card I was like, I'll so try good. it. I think it's probably like, a, like it's like the sixty third, sixty fourth card like in the edge. deck. Like I, I can see cut it. And then as soon as I played it, uh, you know, I was like, oh no, no, this is one of the best cards of the it's deck. One of the best yeah. cards in the deck. Yeah, I remember sure. when you played it, you didn't seem excited at all no. to play it. I mean, we're all just like, what is that? Oh. That's that seems okay. And then two turns later, we're like, oh my god, this oh card, gosh, we gotta get rid of this card. Oh my god, Suga's enchantment <laughs> removal. Uh, and I was like, good luck, guys. I, I'm mono black. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you got one tool I had that one, which is new in Zendikar. But it's it a, Feed the Swarm? Yeah, Feed the Swarm. Feed the swarm. It's a yeah. mono, it's a black card that gets rid of enchantments, which is yeah. really cool. Really sweet. Yeah. Alright, uh, another comment that was seen or heard a million times is why no Omnath? Uh, the four color uh, Omnath. Sounds black. That yeah. sounds fun to edit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound fun to build a mana base around. I will say those four color decks are hard to build mana bases around. Mm. Yeah, I mean we've told the process by which we do game nights, which is people pick the commander that they want to play, and those are the commanders that they play. We don't generally. I would I wouldn't say we've never like made some stipulations, but we don't generally um, say. You only can pick this one. Like, D, right. we just sent you all of them and said... Yeah, and of course a big you, list. Yeah, and of course yeah. you picked the Monoblock Vampire one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, there's like 20 <laughs> whatever to choose from. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, oh... Like, I didn't want to play the Omnath because to I me, I know what that deck looks like. Mm-hmm. It's just all the landfall triggers, all the Lotus Cobra type effects. Like, yes, it was going to be very powerful, but I didn't think it was going to be super... Int- it wasn't going to be unlike other things. I've, it, like, I played Uro just a couple... I was going to say a couple episodes ago. It was like six months ago, uh, <laughs> nine months ago or whatever. But yeah. anyway, like that, I felt like that deck was going to feel very samey. And Akiri was something where I thought it would be cool and not the same as something I already done before. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like I look at Omnath and I just think, boy, that's a lot of triggers. Boy, that's a lot of just mental tax to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And on an episode of the game, that you're doing a lot. You're filming, you're trying to make sure you announce your plays right. And for me, I remember because Craig played a red-green deck that was all about lands. And I was like, wait, is Phyleth going to be the same thing? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put in that many, or, or I, there might not be any, put extra lands into play this turn cards, like uh, you know, like your Azusas and stuff. So I was like, I can build this separately, differently, throw in a fling strategy, make it more me. So I like, that's fun to me. Yeah, I yeah. think that's cool. I mean, I think everyone played a deck that's very much them. Yeah. And that's what Game Nights is all about. That's what Commander is all about, yeah. is playing what you think is cool and building it the way you want to build it. Yeah, whether it's competitive uh, or not, up to you. Yeah, it's like, you know, even if I don't win, this is the deck I want to play. I think this is cool and I think it represents me. 
So I think and that's I think, what's all about. I think Carolyn was, uh, of course, 100% that. I, I remember mm-hmm. we sent out the list of what the commanders were. And mm-hmm. like five minutes later, she was like, Tazri, I'm having a party. Like yep. she was like yeah. all in on that idea. She and specifically, like, she's like, just so I can play Outlaws Merriman. Yeah. Yep. Like, I love that. <laughs> yep. I love that. <laughs> so that's the reason I think a lot of people out there choose what they're playing. So yeah, there's always, every single episode, there's going to be commanders we don't play. I'm sorry you're disappointed, but we can't play them all we're just gonna play the ones that for whatever reasons we feel like playing on that episode yeah there's a list of like 12 so we gotta pick a couple yeah, i think there's like that. 20 something for yeah. this one this yeah and, and commander legend is gonna have 70 so i'm sorry everybody's favorite commander we're probably not playing it there's 70 <laughs> there's only four of us <laughs> can't believe you didn't play my favorite card. 20 episodes of game night slayer all right we have finished our commander legends playthrough <laughs> i don't think people would complain about that that'd be yeah. pretty cool uh, uh, jake enters. and murph would yeah yeah sam sam would complain i will say rest in peace to one thing that we didn't get which is a sweet Omnath animation. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been cool. That would have been, been pretty cool. cool, right? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it'll come up. There's fan episodes and other chances mm-hmm. to play. Ex- yeah, exactly. Turns, yeah. Yep. Or maybe our people that are auditioning to be on Game Nights could bring an Omnath. That's true. That's, That's true. true. So, All right. So you guys are going to just let them bring whatever they want? Mm, it doesn't exactly work that way. Yeah, but we'll, we'll discuss with them. Yeah, but sure. in general, we want them to bring decks they love because mm-hmm. that's yeah. how, you know, that's what the fan episodes are about. So I, I will say it's really cool that you guys do the fan episodes. Those are always really fun to watch. And uh, they seem like they're having such a good time on the show. Because I had a great time on the show. And I've known you guys for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was like, this is Woo! so cool. I get to be on game He was like, this is going to be no fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, come on. No, no. No, it was wow, great. I actually had a great time. Yeah. Like, didn't expect to that. To my surprise, <laughs> being on the best Magic the Gathering show yeah. on the internet was really fun. It was nice. It's always nice bringing fans because you see that they, you know, everyone plays Commander in a similar way to have that kind of fun. And yeah. it's great to have them, you know, reaffirm that fact that people like this game for those mm-hmm. reasons. And the yeah. fact that you, I'm sure when you guys pick who you guys have, uh, you're looking for people that you really want to showcase have like the right attitude oh 100 who yeah. are like or the, have the right spirit of commander and i think that's really cool and helps a lot of people kind of like oh like this is a good example of what you should be like when you play commander kind of thing lead by example exactly and also good camera presence because not everyone even the most spirited amazing yes. person if you put the camera on them they're just like uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why it's got to be auditions and not just like a random choosing it's it's yeah. just yeah. too important for the show that the people on are you know charismatic on camera otherwise yeah. you know it's got to be watchable so and you've done tons of camera stuff too so that obviously helps deep in our you. camera oh maybe a little maybe a little bit <laughs> maybe you don't uh, sweat it anymore right you're no. like all right now well, we're filming this cool i got it i understand no, I maybe a little bit but i mean i've been i'll be honest with you i've been waiting to be on this show for so long <laughs> every like every once in a while i'll be hanging out with jimmy be like jimmy when are you gonna put me on game nights you know just so long we're and, just uh, waiting for the right spot we needed a vampire that was mono black exactly, yeah exactly yeah. 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 came around it was perfect zendikar is actually the set that got me into Magic, the original oh, Zendikar. Nice. So it was like kind of it all came full circle. Yeah. So it's really cool. We literally in the office, I was like, I'm sending the list of legendaries, but we know which one D's playing. Did you actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for that's sure. Hilarious. Jake and I were like, he's playing the vampire. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake plays with you on spell table a lot, so you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knows your flavor as well. Oh yeah. That's he, hilarious. My, he's always scared of my mono black deck. So it makes sense. <laughs> all right. Um, the next topic here is one we get for basically every episode, and yeah, this yeah. episode is no different. A lot of love for the animations, the card animations oh, yeah. uh, that we did in this episode, and well let's play the clip let's get this party started shall we
that one's pretty funny. Murph put it together. Uh, so let's talk about the Tazri animation I wanted to talk about. That really quick. was that. next level. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know all those people were standing behind her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're all hidden in the art. I didn't know. I paused it after, because I hadn't seen the final thing. Right. Usually I see the final ones when I see the episode or like the Patreon preview. I paused it and I went, no way. I replayed it like three times. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, I've, I've talked about the process before, which is we kind of get in a room, especially for... You know, you look at Tazri and she's a commander, so we have to animate that card. And you look at it and you're like, what do we do with this? Because she's already just sort of resting on the ledge. It's way looking. easier if it's drawn because she's like flying yeah. and she's got a sword yeah, and there's yeah, magic yeah. going on. Like, and like, yeah, we can have her fly in. All kinds there's of There's motion stuff in the yeah. picture already. You look at Tazri and she's like got her hand on a thing and she's looking at something. And it's just like, well, what do we have her do? And we started talking and we were like, well, she's got the party mechanic very much tied to her. Can we put the other party members? Because we'd done the Vishkal. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we were like, can we build this environment? You know, we're looking at Sam as always. And Sam's like, that'd be really cool. Yeah, but can you do it? I don't know. Hmm. So he's like, let me go watch some YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we come up with this plan. And he's like, I think I can do it. And I'll yeah. say first, <laughs> I want to say this animation took a long time. It like, looks like it. Yeah, it took like days and days like probably four or five times longer than most animations on the show take uh probably a little too long right one of the reasons we were scrambling and up until midnight the night before a release to get everything finished is because i think we probably spent a little too long in tazri but (laughs) it definitely was worth it Uh, but he had to create that whole environment because it's all you know it's a a virtual camera movement through the pre-existing art so there's a lot of painting out that has to get done recreations of stuff also like some things may be blurry in the background that can't be blurry anymore there's so many layers to this to make it work yep and then we had the bright idea because i watched the first take of it and i was like it's sweet but it kind of has a lot of dead air in it and that can kind of be like the death knell of like there's just not enough to keep people and it, it just yeah it just felt like it really it was cool but it started to drag near the last couple of seconds of the animation so i was like mm-hmm. can we have tazri say something and so we tried out a bunch of lines we came up with this line that's like um what is it? Let's, let's get this party started. Shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get this party started, shall we? And Which is a great line, by the way. And so now we're in the position where we're like, okay, well, that's a great idea, Josh. Now we got to have Tazri talk. <laughs> so you got Tazri moving and he, the first take, and maybe we can show the clip of like an early version where Tazri looks like a hand puppet. You know, it's like, and it doesn't look real at all. And the cool thing that Sam did to sort of make this look better was he recorded Alfred saying it. Let's get this party started, shall we? Let's get this party started, shall we? Let's get this party started, shall we? And then used Alfred's lips and like Whoa. tracked it onto Tazri's and re like colored it and everything. So that that's like, that's like An Alfred's actual mouth, yeah. lips as the, you know, as the mouth saying, shall we? And you can actually see, he said it was way harder because of profile. It actually makes it tougher than straight on. Right. But you can see Tazri going, shall we? And there's Whoa. a very... Yeah, exactly. So That's next level. Yeah, so... Maybe I, a lesson learned from our mid-rolls too, right? Yeah, I was going to say that is one of the... We've been doing those talking cards, um, the the advertisements for, for brands and stuff. And, I, and that was one of the things that made us think like, hey, maybe we could do that. So... The, the sponsorship helping out in you know yeah. ways we never would have thought. So shout out to Alfred for the mouth and shout out to Lady Danger <laughs> for providing that very cool rating of that. Oh, that was Lady? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Lady's the voice and Alfred's the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's the puppet. Yeah. Whoa. Sam uh, always up in our game and uh, he's got a, an assistant now, Patrick, who also helps him a lot. And that's one of the, another reason that we've been able to up our uh, animation game 
so much is because Patrick's able to uh, just make it so they can do so much more. You know, obviously two people yeah. can do more than one, so. Yeah, definitely big shout out to those guys. Yeah, you guys definitely great work. haven't done that yet. Let me just there get that is. out of here. There it is. Nice. Uh, and speaking of the mid-roll ads, a lot of comments, um, especially about the who wants a million, million man. Mm, I do. <laughs> uh, so um, we're very glad to hear people are enjoying the mid-roll ads. You know, our philosophy was we needed to start doing these ads. Obviously, the pandemic has affected all, right, all yeah. businesses Everything, this yeah. year and really hurt our business as far as revenue and things. And so one of the ways that we've kind of filled in the gaps is going out and finding these sponsorship deals. But they, there's stuff that we don't like about them, right? Like, we don't want a ton of ads in our Yeah, stuff. you don't want to make it cheesy. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. When, when I'm watching stuff, I don't want a ton of ads to pop yeah. up, right? So we know that people out there don't want that. And so we were like, how can we make these better? Because we have to do them. Um, and so one of the ways was, let's try and really integrate them into what we're doing. Make them funny. Make them little magic skits. Magic, yeah. yeah. Just genius. So yeah. who wants to be a millionaire? And the question is do you pay one for risk study is like brilliant. <laughs> and I want to say that uh, Sean Tabaris has been writing most of our ads and he's um, one of the hosts of the Commander's Brew podcast. Old friend of the show. Mm. Yeah. And so we contracted him t- and he's been writing tons and tons of these for us. And so he's one of the reasons that these ads have been, you know, so good. And a lot of people, we heard from patrons who are like, um, I watched the patron episode, but it doesn't have the ad breaks because we, we give the patrons um, not only an early look at extra turns and game nights, but also an ad free look. Yeah. And then patrons were saying, but I actually went and watched the full version, just the ad part, because I wanted to see what you guys were doing. That's insane. Yeah. So. <laughs> Big love to our patrons, too. Whoa. Thanks. Appreciate it. You have some good patrons. Wow. That's <laughs> We appreciate it, patrons. Yeah, we, yeah, all the love. All, they rock. Uh, uh, speaking uh, of love, a lot of love for you, D. Yeah, oh, that's right. No, I saw that. I appreciate it. It's really nice of you guys being so nice to me in the comments. A lot of people, we have a lot of crossover with Node. Yeah. Because really, mm-hmm. a lot of people recognize you. And a lot of people are like, D plays Magic? Yeah, people <laughs> have no idea. I'm like, I have my own card, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. In fact, I will say that D and Craig are the two primary reasons I got really into Commando yep. when we first started playing, right when Josh and I were first like, what is this? Yeah, I remember. Ba- How long ago was that? That was about... Five, six, six years, years ago, ago and i've yeah. known you for about seven to eight yeah so it was like a, a year or two after jimmy and i started hanging out and stuff we all like kind of just collectively i don't know exactly why i but remember we all one started night playing. i i played at your house with mm-hmm. some other people and i remember just equipping five different things onto that indestructible ooze oh and yeah yeah it was just the great i was like this is great uh-huh this is so cool i and remember got removed by a tragic slip and i was like whatever my <laughs> ooze somehow slipped and fell yeah, yeah. That, that, i remember, I remember, I remember that, that actually yeah, yeah you're like how does an ooze trip and fall and it also has like six swords sticking out of it like <laughs> yeah i remember that wait uh, a minute didn't my goblet engineer get killed by a tragic slip? It did. Yeah. D, ruining dreams with tragic Ooh, slip tragic since slip. like 2014 or I something. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I got to keep the tradition alive, you know? That is a classic D card. Yeah, I, I mean, much for sure. it's so good. Uh, that's crazy. We've been playing for so long. Uh, I remember you said uh, early on when we were first hanging out, we were talking about how you used to play Magi Nation. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you were really big into that. And I was also really big into it. Like, we both bonded because, like, we used to draw fan art for it. Yeah. Like, a long very, time ago. Yeah, uh, weeby. It's the, anime it's the nerdiest type, thing you could yeah, do. game. <laughs> but I was like, oh, he does. I like, do you play Magic? And we're like, yeah, let's, let's play Magic sometime. And, uh, yeah, and then we started hanging out with Josh and Craig. And This is uh, before we made any content for it, too. This is so before we were, Commander was even officially a, a thing. Yeah. Yeah, this was we like. draft a lot. We would play just random. Yeah, this was back things. when it was just like a, oh, like, this Elder Highlander thing that people are doing online right, want to try right. it yeah. like maybe yeah. the first pre-cons with animar had come out at that point i think it was 2013 that. or like yeah. early 2014 oh, okay, yeah. so it was like 
but most people didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like very new. I remember like Calio like came out recently. And like, yeah. Oh, this is a card. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so right. we've known D for a long, long time. Yeah. So it's great to be on and play with you guys on officially on the internet because yeah. Let's take this opportunity because um, a lot of people know you from Node, but you're not mm-hmm. you're not uh, doing that anymore. You've got your own thing going on. Do you want to talk a little bit about Cerberus Arms and your YouTube? Stuff? Yeah, I uh, I've been making my own content on my own gaming channel and streaming as well. Uh, I left Node like late last year and uh, started working on my own thing, and um, yeah, it's it's really great. It's going well. I'm seeing a lot of support from Node subscribers and quarter people and. Uh, you do a lot of VR stuff too, which yeah, is really cool. I do a lot of VR. It's mostly VR focused, but I do a variety of games like shooters. Um, just like Node, I like to do a, a big mix of different stuff, live action stuff, like Airsoft, stuff like that. Um, stuff that you enjoy on Node. So if you like Node uh, and you like the stuff I used to do, then I'm sure you'll enjoy the stuff I'm doing if now. If you like D and if, if you, you like, like me. video games, yeah. go check it out. And vampires. Sure. And vampires, vampires yeah. yeah. And the yeah. color and black. And the color yeah. black. <laughs> then yeah. come on over. Uh, well, it's Cerberus Arms on YouTube. We're going to show that on screen right now. But also, if you're listening to it or you don't remember later, the uh, the links will all be on the show notes. So check yeah. below the video. Yeah. And you've definitely got a big gamer cred, I would say. You you paint Warhammer miniatures. You've got a very impressive collection. Are you saying, well. I mean, you're calling me out a little bit, but you're right. I'm like the biggest nerd ever. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um, uh, but you know, I, I feel like I wear it well. Um, yeah, biggest nerd with the coolest hair, though. Yeah, 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 I, try. yeah. I have the makeup with the haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's all in that fantasy world, you know. True. Yeah, I think that's like, really neat. You know, I'm I'm all about it. Magic, Warhammer, D and D, anything that's nerdy, I probably am into it. Um, so. Uh, it's great to play Magic again. I remember for a long time I stopped. Yeah, you took a big break. I took a big break because uh, I'll be honest. When I first started playing Commander with Jimmy and Josh. I was terrible at making decks. I was building just like Timmy decks left and right. And I would lose all the time. And I was just like so tired of losing. So I took a break for a couple of years. And then um, when you guys started doing command, you guys started doing game nights in command zone. Yeah. I was watching your content. I was like, man, I miss playing commander. Mm. Like that was really fun. And you got him. Yeah, yeah. You reeled me in. Come on back. <laughs> and then by then my deck building skills got a little better. Little better, yeah, just a little, little bit better. better, and it, really, it was just about curve going down. Yeah, basically, big, big part. Of that it. and more interaction, more interaction, uh, more ramp, all yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. And then once I started building better decks with more interaction, and uh, you know, actually watching YouTube videos on how to build better decks, uh, I'm like fully obsessed again. I Finally just made got three to new the decks. point where he really? comes out yeah. and kills us on our own show, yeah. right? That's, that's happened. Okay, you have to tell us what new decks you made. Okay, so since uh, since Halloween's coming up, I built three spooky commander decks wow. that are very themed. Uh, I built a Sir Conrad deck, which is a just general... Another, another mono black deck. Yeah, just a general Halloween theme. I have like uh, All Hallows Eve in there. I have like oh, Dance nice. with the Dead. Basically, every card in the deck is spooky and Halloween themed. And then I did uh, Gissa and Giralf. Mm-hmm. It's a strong zombie deck. Um, what color is that one? It's blue. And it has black. a little bit of black in there. You know? <laughs> okay, but it's deck. mostly blue. Okay. okay. Oh, cool, cool. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then I did uh, Guys of St. Traft. It's oh, a ghost nice. deck. Oh, so it's all ghosts, all okay. spirits. They're not the most competitive decks, but they're very like flavorful. So. Sir Conrad can be real. Oh, Sir Conrad's nasty. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, he's like, I can't wait to play that. I'm actually playing it later today so oh, nice. all right, all right. Yeah, let us know so, how it goes yeah um huge thanks to you again d as well oh, as thank carolyn you who couldn't make it here today if you guys want to follow carolyn her social stuff as well is going to be in the notes below so you'll be able to see it all there yeah definitely carolyn uh she streams on twitch a little bit works yeah, with she you does, Jimmy, she does so. a lot yeah a lot of Venn stuff yeah. as well so give her a follow uh another props to jake and murph who are the editors on game nights killed they it did such a great job so yeah yeah very very happy that everyone's liking the episode okay 
Big and send them love too if you see them. Yeah, send them love on Twitter or in the comments. They read all the comments for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, if you want to buy any magic cards, maybe some Zendikar Rising cards, maybe some vampires, uh, mono black. Yeah, Commanders? I was yeah. no, I was gonna say like you know collectors boosters or set boosters. Set boosters Ooh, look kind of cool actually. Yeah. I want to play some Pygal with some set boosters. I don't mm-hmm. know why because you can get more rares than the other person. That seems mm-hmm. fun. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you want to do any of that or you want to buy the singles, Omnath. I know everybody loves Omnath. If you want to buy Omnath, just go to CardKingdom.com/slash/CommandZone. You know you're going to get this stuff anyway. You may as well use our affiliate link when you do because you'll just be simultaneously supporting all of our content. Yeah. It's easy. You type it in and you're on the website and you can just continue as normal. But now you're supporting us at the same time. And of course, big thanks to our patrons, patreon.com slash command zone. They get to see the episode today early without the amazing ads, obviously. That, that we might did. be a downside now. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not going to put the ads in the Patreon version though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, patrons get to audition to be on game nights. And if you want to find out the rules on how to do that, as well as the timeline, it's all going to be in the show notes below. That's the best place to find it uh, really looking forward to seeing all the additions this year they're always a blast to watch through and just see the collective passion that everyone has for this game for sure those are some of our favorite episodes to do every single year so yep. can't wait to see what y'all come up with for your auditions all right you want to do it yeah all right thanks everybody for watching <laughs> we'll see you see next you time For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.